Hey there, and welcome to Wise Women. I'm your host, Andrea. I'm a mama, wife, book lover, coffee lover, and just your everyday woman who's seeking after Christ. Come along with me as we discover deep truths in God's Word, discuss common struggles among Christian women, and build a community to help hold one another accountable. If you're looking for a place to hear real, raw truth and honesty from Scripture, then this is definitely the place for you. So, grab your Bible and maybe a journal and pen, and join me as we dive into today's topic. Hey there, friends! I'm so glad you decided to come back for another week. I had so many of you reach out saying how excited you were about this podcast, and I can't tell you how much of a relief it was for me and a blessing. Um, so if you took the time to say thank you for to me, um, I just want to say thank you back. It really means the world that so many of you tuned in and listened to what was on my heart. And I can't wait to move forward in this journey with you. Sometimes when you step out on faith, you don't ever know if it's the right step, but you take it anyways. And this week has been nothing but confirmation that this is the right step for me. I know that we're all walking different journeys and We're all in different seasons of life right now, but my prayer is that this podcast can unite us all for just a little bit and help us grow closer to Him. With that being said, many of you said you were super excited about this week's podcast and you couldn't wait to hear more. I hope you're ready for some conviction because this week is a tough one, but I'm hoping that you can receive this message with the same grace that God allowed me to receive it and begin to put parts of it into practice. This week, we're going to dive into Proverbs 14.1, the scripture that has inspired this podcast. One day, I was studying through Proverbs, and this verse was something that jumped out at me, and I had no idea at the time why, but God knew that it was for this exact reason and so that I could share it with you ladies. What I'm going to share with you today has convicted me in the deepest parts of who I am but it's helped mold me to become a better friend, wife, mama, and just an all-around better woman. There is going to be a good bit of scripture today that we discuss, so you might want to have a pen and paper next to you to jot down some of the verses to be able to study on your own, or you can just re-listen at any given time. Before we get started today, I want to take a moment to ask you a question. What's your house look like? And I don't mean physically on the outside or the clutter that might be on the inside like mine. <laughs> but I mean, what's what's the environment like? If I were to peek into your home on any given evening or day, what would I see? Is it full of anger and quick responses and actions? Are you walking around making sure everybody in your house feels the same emotions that you do? Maybe you're giving your spouse the silent treatment. Or are you speaking with wisdom and kindness to those around you? Are you responding to your children in love and with grace? Are we loving our family and friends by being slow to wrath and hearing all they have to say before we respond to them? Maybe you're not married yet, maybe you don't have children, or they've already left the house and so you're an empty nester. That doesn't exclude you from these scriptures. 
allowing the Holy Spirit to work on these areas in our lives is going to mold us and shape us into the women that he's created us to be. With these thoughts in mind, let's look at Proverbs 14.1. It says, Every wise woman buildeth her house, but the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. I'm going to take some time and I'm going to look at each, not each word, but I'm going to take some time and look at some key words in this scripture and give you some definitions to help us understand the scripture a little better. Wise means to be skillful or to have wisdom. Buildeth means to build, obviously, but I really want to focus on the the English part of this word and get back to like our old elementary school days. Um, buildeth or to build is a verb. And I feel like this word is so crucial in this scripture because it's an action word. It's something that we have to do. Meaning if we're going to build a house, then there's actionable steps that we have got to be taking to make that progress happen. We can't just snap our fingers and expect to to pop up on its own. We have to take the time to lay the groundwork, make the plans, do the skills to make this house be built. Um, A home... I thought this was interesting because in my brain, I'm just thinking, oh, it's a house, you know, like a cute little house. A house is referring to a home or a household, also referring to a family. So every skillful woman builds her house, her home, her household, or her family. However, you want to plug those words in there. The second half of this verse says, But the foolish plucketh it down with her hands. Foolish means silly or silliness. Plucketh means to tear down, break, or destroy. So, so far it says, But the foolish destroy it down with her hands. And I thought hands was another super important word here. Hands can mean the literal meaning, which is, you know, the hands on our body, or it could be referring to the figurative meaning indicating power, like she's got the power in her hands. So if we look at all of those definitions put back into the scripture, it would say something like every skillful woman builds her home, but the foolish destroy it with the power in her hands. Wow. When you take the time to look at those words and what they really mean, that's convicting. And it really makes me step back and say, ow, whoa, Lord, what am I doing? What am I doing as the woman in my house to build it? Because I can be honest with you and say that I feel like most of the time I'm not building it. I'm destroying it with my attitude, my thoughts, my actions, just your everyday things that I struggle with can lead to the destruction of my home. And I don't mean, you know, it's going to catch on fire and burn to the ground or anything like that, but it's not building it in the steps. It's not building it in the, in the right direction. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort to demolish a house. 
we rebuilt our house in 2015, 2016 from the ground up. And let me tell you what, the easiest part was swinging a hammer and just tearing stuff up. You just get to swinging and it gets destroyed. But the real challenge, that comes with the building. It takes skill, focus, desire. It takes a plan. You got to know where you're going and how you're going to get there. And if we're not actively building our homes, then we're essentially contributing to the destruction of them. We're going to take the next few moments and focus on three key points that I think many women, including myself, struggle with. Now, I chose these three points because they tie into our scripture, but also these are three things that I personally have struggled with or am struggling with. And I know that if it's if I'm struggling with it, I'm sure so many more of you are. So that's a big reason why I chose these three, but they also tie in so perfectly with our scripture today. Before we move any further, let's stop and let's pray because I feel like what's going to be said in the next few moments is something that our hearts really need to hear. So let's pray and then we'll, we're going to dive into the rest of the scripture. God, I just thank you for each woman who has decided to tune in today. I thank you that she's taken the time to listen to what's on my heart and what you have given me to share with them. I pray that our ears would be open and our hearts would be open to change and that you would reveal in each woman the areas of her life that she needs to focus on. And I pray that your Holy Spirit would do a miraculous work in her life, God, and that you would bring conviction, but that you would also, with that conviction, allow grace and love to flow into her heart. And God, I pray that you will bless the next few moments as I share what you've given me, and I pray that it would be given in a clear manner. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at three additional scriptures that relate to Proverbs 14.1. And with each scripture, we're going to kind of look at the response of a foolish woman versus a wise woman and how we can begin to build our homes as wise women. So the first one we're going to look at is Proverbs 14.29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalteth folly. A hasty spirit is one that is short or quick. I like to think of this person as someone who speaks before they think or acts before they think. They're quick on the draw and find themselves putting their foot in their mouth one too many times. That has been me. I can't tell you how many times I have said things I instantly regretted. Um, People I have hurt because of things I just said on a whim without even thinking. And this has come back to bite me in the booty, so to say. Um, Yeah, my, my hasty spirit has been a downfall for me in the past. It is something I am progressively working on to move forward. Um, But let's look at that word exalt. So exalt means to rise or to raise or to bring up. So a quick spirit brings up folly and folly is foolishness. But the opposite of this is the first part of the scripture, which says 
He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. If we're going to be wise women, we have to learn to take control of our minds and our tongues and process things before we act or speak on them. We've got to learn to slow down and take control of ourselves so that we can show understanding in tough situations. But can I just be really honest and probably like brutally honest? Being slow to wrath is so not easy. It's a huge struggle for me. Um, especially now postpartum, um, and I'm not blaming it on postpartum by any means, but hormones are still all over the place. And I catch myself from time to time thinking, who am I? Like, what am I even mad about right now? Um, you know, and I'm sure so many of you can probably relate with that, that sometimes you become a person in, in a moment and you're like, whoa, you step back and you look at that and you're like, who, who did I just become in that moment? Um, But it's not easy being slow to wrath. When my toddler's calling my name for the 200th time, the baby needs to eat, dinner needs to get started, the house is a disaster, and I just feel so helpless, I can instantly feel that rising, that anger just rising up inside of me. And before I know it, I've snapped. And then my husband's looking at me, my toddler's looking at me like, whoa, what just happened? Because they have no idea. Everything on the outside, everything's all fine and dandy for them, you know. And But on the inside, my heart is just stirring and it's churning and it's, and it's angry. And it just comes out before I even have time to think about, process what's going on really in that moment. Being slow to wrath doesn't come easy, but ourselves and those around us can benefit from it. Because they can see us demonstrate self-control. Which is going to lead us right into our next scripture. Proverbs 12, 16. A fool's wrath is presently known, but a prudent man covereth shame. I have lived this verse too many times to tell and I still struggle with it. How many of you can honestly admit and being honest here, because I feel like I'm putting my heart out there for you guys, that when you're angry, you just want everybody in the world to know. Yep, I got both hands raised. <laughs> that is definitely me. I think us as women specifically love to wear our heart on our sleeves, and we want to feel validated in our emotions. We want to make sure that Everyone knows, hey, I have a right to be mad, and I want you to know why I'm mad and why I have the right to be mad. Um, But this scripture is saying that that's a foolish person. A foolish person is going to make sure everyone knows how they feel. When I sit back and look at this verse and reflect on my own life, I can look at times where I looked so foolish sharing my emotions. People around me had to have thought that I was absolutely crazy and had zero control over myself. I mean, isn't that what we tend to think about when we see those people in public that are causing a big scene because things didn't go their way? Like, this is your modern, everyday Karen, okay? Just throwing a fit, pitching a fit because something didn't go their way. And when we see those people or we watch videos of those people, we're like, what in the world? Why are they acting like that? There is no reason for all that commotion. But yet, we find ourselves in those exact shoes 
probably more times than we would like to admit. So the opposite of this, the opposite of a foolish man who is making his wrath known is a prudent man. A prudent man is a sensible person. That It's referring to someone who's sensible in this text. So a sensible woman covers up or conceals that disgrace or shame. Now, I'm not saying that she doesn't feel the emotions. You can feel the emotions, but I think there's a really fine line between feeling your emotions and making sure everybody around you is just as miserable as you. When we begin to make sure that those around us feel what we feel, that's when I think we step into the wrong. Because a sensible woman is able to put away those emotions for the time being or deal with them right there on the spot. And she doesn't put it on display for the whole world to see. She's not drawing all that attention to herself. Uh, I want to look at an example in the Bible. And this example goes great with the previous scripture we just discussed that he is slow to wrath and of great understanding but a hasty spirit exalteth folly and it goes with this scripture as well about covering shame and not wearing our feelings on our sleeve so i'm sure most of us know the story of mary and martha jesus was in their home visiting them and was having a meal with them and martha was just busy 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 she was working away getting the dinner prepared, making sure everything was taken care of while Jesus was visiting her and her sister Mary. All while, Mary is just sitting at Jesus' feet. Okay, just put that, put that scenario in your head and make it present day. You're working, working, working. Maybe your spouse is just sitting on the couch and you're getting everything done and you're instantly thinking, what is your deal, buddy? I need you to get up and help me. Or maybe you are serving in your church and you feel like you're doing A, B, C, and D and you're doing it all. And there's people who aren't currently serving and you're thinking, okay, how is this fair? I'm doing everything and you're doing nothing. Um, we like to I say we, I'm going to say me. (laughs) I like to look at the Bible sometimes. I tend to look at the Bible and think, man, that's silly. Why would you do that? You know, but when I put myself into those shoes and those shoes start to fit real tight on my feet, I understand, wow, this is a lot more relatable than I thought. And so Mary's just sitting at the feet of Jesus. She's soaking in the present. She is, she's just enjoying herself. And Martha actively makes sure that Mary, Jesus, and everyone else in attendance at their house that day are well aware that she is frustrated. She's, she's being that foolish woman who's making sure that her heart is on her sleeve. And everybody knows that what she's feeling in that moment. I like to envision in my brain, she's probably throwing a pan in the sink. She's got that bowl in her arms and she's just whisking as fast as she can. And she's huffing and puffing and throwing stuff every chance she gets. Not like, you know, throwing like a baseball, but you know, you know what I mean when you get mad. (laughs) Um, Yet we see the opposite of this in Mary. We see Mary being that prudent woman, that sensible woman. At any given moment when Martha called her out and said, well, what are you doing over there? How come you're at Jesus' feet? Why are you not helping me? Mary could have instantly 
got defensive, she could have instantly attacked her sister verbally and said, well, you know what? Jesus is here and I'm going to enjoy him. Or she could have said, well, I did all of this this morning before you ever even got out of bed. But she didn't. She showed that self-control. She was a prudent woman. And she allowed Jesus to speak on her behalf and chose to rest in him. That's powerful. It's so powerful. And it's such a great example of a prudent woman versus a foolish woman. And if we think back to the first scripture that we talked about with being slow to wrath and of great understanding and being quick of spirit, same exact thing. Martha was very, very quick to just let everybody know how she was feeling. But Mary, Mary was very slow to understanding. She was very, okay, I'm not going to get angry about this. I'm going to sit here in Jesus' feet. She could have said anything she wanted in that moment, but she didn't. She didn't even speak up to defend herself, which I think is incredibly powerful and shows a lot of self-control. When we as women can cover our shame and save it for a more appropriate time, we save ourselves tons of embarrassment and our children and our spouse and anyone around us. They can witness firsthand what it means to take something that's difficult, maybe a situation, maybe an emotion, maybe you name it. And we can take that with patience and grace and lead by example in those moments. These two scriptures are going to lead us into our last scripture of Proverbs twenty-one nineteen. This one is a tough one for me. We've talked about wearing our heart on our sleeve. We've talked about being slow to wrath. Now we're going to talk about being angry. It is better to dwell in the wilderness than with a contentious and an angry woman. Contentious means brawling. So, basically, this scripture is saying, it's better for you to live in the wilderness. It's better for a man to live in the wilderness than to live with a brawling and angry woman. Ow. Did anyone else feel that sting? Because that pierced my heart pretty bad. It would be better for my husband to go out and live in an open field than to be cooped up in a house with me an angry woman. All jokes aside, this has to be where the phrase, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, originated from. I mean, just think about, I know personally for me, when somebody's angry, I don't want to be near them. So imagine being in a home or living in a home, maybe some of you grew up in a home like this, where it was just anger all the time. It, this scripture is saying it would be better to live out in the open away from that than to live in, the, in a home like that. And there's a couple more scriptures that I want to tie into this that are the opposite of an angry woman. And that's Proverbs 31, 26. It says, She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. And then Proverbs 31, 28 says, Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. 
I don't know about y'all, but I, I want to open my mouth and words of wisdom just come flowing out. I want my mouth to be open and words of love and kindness and grace just come spewing out of me. I want for my children to be able to run up to me with a problem and I've got the exact scripture to be able to show them and point them to. I want my husband to come to me with something on his heart that maybe is hurting him or bothering him or maybe a frustration in our marriage. And I want to be able to just sit down and take it and say, you know, I hear you. Let's talk about this. Rather than instantly putting that wall up and saying, you know, I'm not wrong here. You need to check yourself. I, I feel myself in those positions. I struggle with these things, guys. But I want to be a woman who I speak with grace. I speak with love. I speak with wisdom and kindness. And I want my children, I want my girls to say, Mommy is blessed. God has shown favor on her life. And we can see that based on the actions and the way that she walks in our home every single day. I want my girls to have that example. But I also want for Brian to be able to praise me. Not because I deserve it, but it says her husband also and he praiseth her. I don't want him to come home in dread coming home to me every day because I'm an angry woman walking around with just anger on my shoulders. I want him to come home and love to be in this household that I've created that's just filled with love and the Lord. And when I look back and I reflect over, you know, I told you guys last week that we've only been married for seven years, seven and a half years. And, but when I look back over the course of our 12 year relationship, it started out so tough because I was just angry. I was bitter. I was angry. I wanted a reason to be mad. And so thank God he stuck it out with me, but he went through a lot of, and we weren't living together, but we were dating and we spent a lot of time together, but he went through years of living with a contentious and angry woman in me. Years of it. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm over this and I've arrived and I've made it by no means. That's not that's not what I'm saying, but I can look back and I can see how the Lord has changed my heart. Yes, I still get angry. I'm human. But I want to remind you too that the Bible says to be angry and sin not. Ladies, we can be angry. We can feel those emotions. We can feel it all. The sin becomes when we act on those emotions of anger. When we tear others down with our words. When we spew just evilness from our hearts and our mouths. That's when, that's when the sin takes place. We can be angry. The Bible does not, the Bible does not say that we are not allowed to be angry. We can be. But we have to figure out as women, how do we channel that anger and how do we have self-control with that anger? What do we need to do? to demonstrate managing those emotions so our family and our friends and anyone else who sees our life every single day can look at us and say, wow, she walks with the Lord. 
if we're going to be women who build our home, then we've got to learn to speak with wisdom and with kindness. I know that we have talked about a ton of scripture. I know, and it, I'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that it's not been overwhelming for you, but that it's flowed and made perfect sense to you. And I pray that the Holy Spirit has revealed things to you through this. But if we're going to become women of God, then we've got to take actionable steps to building our home. And I think a big part of building our home begins with knowing His Word and knowing how to apply it to our everyday life. Over the next several weeks, I want to dive into steps that we can take as women to become closer to God. Today, simply just laid the foundation of why we should be wise women. But moving forward, I really want to focus on learning how to become those wise women. What things can we start to do? What changes can we make in our life? What small changes can we make in our lives to become wise women? My goal in this is always to point you to Jesus and to help you walk in your journey of faith, all while holding you accountable. And sometimes while we don't want to admit it, being held accountable for our actions and our words, it can hurt sometimes. But if we're going to grow, that hurt and that accountability is necessary. Before we go today, I want to end in prayer, but I also want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to go back to the question I asked you before we started. What's it really like in your house? I want you to take inventory this week of your home life. I want you to ponder on this. I want you to meditate on this. I want you to pray about it and ask God to reveal to you, God, where where am I weak in this? What do I need to improve? Sometimes when we are so in a place of emotion we can't see the wrong that we're doing we can't see the hurt that we're projecting onto other people and so we need to pray sometimes that God would reveal that to us and take off the blinders of our eyes so we can see that hurt that we're causing to others Um, let's pray and then again I just want you guys to focus on how what is my house really like and think about maybe some, uh, maybe just one, one place where you could start to make some improvements. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for the scriptures that you revealed to us today. And I thank you for your word and that it's true. But I also thank you, God, that your word can, can just convict us and change us. That it has the power to mold us into better women. God, I pray for each and every single woman who has tuned in today. I pray that you would shine the light in the dark areas of their heart that need changed. Sometimes we don't want to change, but God, if we're going to grow closer to you, change has to happen. And I just pray that that you would speak to their heart what needs to be said. And that you would walk along them, uh, walk alongside them this entire way, holding their hand. And I pray that they can find comfort in your words and in your truth. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Make sure to tune in next week as we talk about the topic, What's It Like in Your Heart? Where we look at scripture to look at how to obtain wisdom.
Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you have any feedback or suggestions for future topics, you can send me an email at thewisewomenpodcast at gmail.com.